Hi, and welcome to Special Issue, Wiley's podcast about and for society publishers. I'm Anna Ayler. This month, we're bringing you a talk from our 2019 Wiley Editor Symposium in London, where we bring together editors to learn about journal publishing best practices and trends in the industry that impact their work. Catherine Sharple, Senior Director of Open Access at Wiley, walked the audience through a tool we've developed to help editors assess how open their journal is. It lays out all of the different practical and actually often pretty easy ways journals can make research more transparent. What we learned from Catherine's session at the symposium was that while many editors were supportive of the goals of open research, many of them weren't sure how to put it into practice with their journal. So I hope Catherine's talk sparks ideas for how you can work with your journal editor or with your journal society publishing team to make it more open and more transparent. Just a heads up before we go to Catherine, she references some symbols in her talk that refer to icons on the slides. So when she says the rocket represents OA, that's what she's talking about. If you want to look at the checklist yourself and follow along, just go to the link in the show notes. Here's Catherine. So I'm going to talk a little bit about, for the next sort of 20 or so minutes, about some of the things that your journals can do um, to become more open or to progress further down the path uh, towards greater openness. Um, so open research is about making research, well, making the results of the work that researchers around the world do more accessible, easier to find, easier to engage with, more transparent and more efficient. And there are some very significant and obvious benefits to open research. Um, increased openness is about making research more open, more transparent and accessible for researchers and research stakeholders, and also importantly for the general public. In in increased reproducibility is about creating a more efficient and a more effective research landscape. Um, improving the effectiveness of, uh, of the funding that researchers are, are dedicating towards that work. And increased accountability is about protecting the integrity and the overall reputation of research. About a year or so ago, we created this How Open Is Your Journal checklist. Um, Hopefully some, if not all of you, will have already seen and be, been made familiar with this checklist or this tool by your journal publishing man manager or your uh, Wiley publisher. And it's a checklist that we launched to, to summarize some of the current open research initiatives that individual journals can adopt. And the checklist really spans everything from policies on open access and data sharing through to practices around sharing uh, your research via preprint servers um, and practices around transparent peer review. It's clearly worth mentioning that some of the initiatives here are very subject specific or are more subject specific than others. We'll talk about registered reports in a second. That's more, um, that's an initiative that, that those of you possibly in the health sciences or and in the mental health sciences will be more familiar with than perhaps others in the physical sciences. And credit um, the taxonomy for um, identifying 
contributors' roles as a, um, associated with pieces of research is also possibly a little bit more subject-specific. I'm going to look at some of these in a little bit more detail now. So the rocket symbolizes our, um, the launching of new open access titles. We launched our first OA journal, I think, back in 2011. We now have a publishing program of over 120 gold open access journals in subject areas as diverse as um, geography and the earth sciences through to material science. Also a number of ecology, um, health and medical science open access titles. The majority of our portfolio offer the hybrid open access option. So these are what were traditionally have been subscription journals that allow authors to choose to publish open access within their journals. The journals publish content um, under the subscription model and under the open access model. And the majority of your journals, the majority of the journals represented here today, are what we call hybrid journals offering online open. So let's move on to open practices. So in addition to creating greater openness of research, we're also very focused on increasing transparency through the publishing process, sharing how and, wait, how and why we make decisions, holds us accountable for our actions, holds researchers accountable for their actions, and builds trust within the academic community. So we have um, developed a number of initiatives that are really focused on improving the visibility of these open practices. Publishing on a preprint server prior to submission to a journal allows authors to get early feedback on their work and also allows them to kind of place an early stake in the ground when it comes to letting other people in their research community know about their work before it goes on to be finally published in a journal. Sharing of preprints can also help, can be a really good way to speed up the pace of discovery. Registered reports are another way of making the research process more open. Possibly less well known in the physical sciences, re registered reports allow for a two-stage review process. So the research question and the quality of the methodology is peer-reviewed prior to the data being collected. So this is a process or a, um, a methodology that eliminates bias against the publication of negative results. Once the, the peer review has taken place of the methodology and the kind of research question, the research goes on to be conducted and the second stage of the peer review process takes place um, on the final paper. And then finally, transparent peer review. This is another really important way to deliver greater openness to our journals, or greater openness in our journals. About 12 months ago, I think, we um, introduced a pilot, or we announced a pilot with the journal Clinical Genetics. This was a pilot uh, delivered in partnership with Clarivate Analytics and also with uh, Scholar One Manuscripts. And last week during uh, peer review week, we announced the results of that pilot. We were a little bit concerned maybe that in the first instance, um, 
that by introducing transparent peer review, authors would be, reviewers would be put off from reviewing for a journal, and authors would be put off from submitting to that journal. We're really pleased to find that neither of those things uh, bore out. So, on to open data. The FAIR principles of data, I hope, are well known and understood, that data should be findable, accessible, interoperable and reusable and when data is all of those things then we believe that the research landscape can become more efficient and more accountable being more open with data really can mean that researchers can analyze each other's findings and reuse and inform those and, and inform their own new findings so about two years ago Wiley introduced a series of data policies across the majority of our journals. And those policies range from um, encourages all the way through to mandates data sharing and also the peer review of data. So we created what we refer to as a policy ladder. And we have that in place. Um, you can see on this slide a couple of journals given as examples for each of these policies. This has been a really good way for us to talk to our authors and talk to our editors about the importance of data sharing um, and of having a clear data policy. And also, very importantly, of, the, of producing and making available a data availability <coughs> statement. So that for journals that, or for authors who are unable to share their data, they can, they can make a clear statement about the fact that they can't share their data and what that reason is. And if they are able to share that data, we can provide a direct link to the repository where the data is housed. Again, there are lots of journals in the room that we know are already encouraging data sharing, and that's really fantastic. What we would really like to work with you all on over the course of the next 12 months is how we can move more of your journals a step up the ladder towards the, onto the expects rung of the ladder, maybe even onto the, onto the mandates rung. And again, it would be really great over the course of the next day and a half to have some really good discussions about the experience that your journals have had with each of these policies. And to talk to those of you who have journals that haven't yet decided what kind of policy is appropriate for your journal or for your subject area, and to figure out what your next step might be. Hopefully, everybody in the room agrees that pretty much everything can be improved through constructive collaboration. Research is becoming more collaborative. I think we're all aware of that. And researchers working together across disciplines and within disciplines to find solutions to global challenges is, is something that Wiley as an organization really wants to encourage and facilitate because we believe that by working with the best minds at the best organizations, we can make the biggest and best progress towards um, new advances in each subject area. And we really want to, to kind of support this idea that researchers should be able to focus less on 
the process of creating their paper, less on the process of sharing their work, and more on the process of, of the work itself. Earlier this year, we acquired a, um, a platform called Authoria, or Authoria. I don't think any of us have quite agreed on how to pronounce that. But Authoria provides um, a HTML-first authoring and collaboration tool for researchers. In some respects, it's a little bit like a HTML version, HTML first version of uh, Microsoft Word or LaTeX. And we really would like, um, or we're really excited at the prospect of a future where the majority of authors are using a system like this. So Authoria has a, a bunch of journal-specific templates that can be used for manuscript preparation and submission. And you're going to be hearing an awful lot more about this um, and about other authoring tools such as manuscripts um, and Overleaf in the next few weeks and months. And then briefly on to recognition and reward. So our efforts in this space are focused on three distinct areas. We all want to be recognized and rewarded for the things that we do, so I think this is kind of a, is a really important aspect of, of the open research um, space. So first up, ORCID. Good news for, for all of us for, and for our authors is that 74% of submissions to Wiley journals um, come from authors with an ORCID or an ORC ID. And ORCID really is at the heart of our open recognition strategy. So we were the first major publisher to mandate ORCID at submission because we really believe in the value of linking professional activities back to researchers so that funders, institutions, and societies can clearly and easily identify their contributions. We've also been experimenting with adding the Center for Open Science badges to articles to help show the author community which researchers are taking advantage of transparent options like pre-registration through registered reports, like open data, and like other open materials. And credit, finally, um, is, for those of you who don't know, credit is um, a high-level taxonomy that includes 13, 14 maybe roles that can be used to um, to represent the roles typically played by contributors to, to scholarly output. So they're kind of roles that could be described maybe as um, the data curation role or the, the person who created the data visualization published in a paper, or the person who was responsible for designing the methodology used in a paper, or the person whose job it was to acquire the funding for that particular research or, of course, the person who is responsible for writing and crafting the first version of the manuscript and, indeed, a later version of the manuscript. You can see that there are a variety of routes towards a more open, open research future. There are a variety of ways to make progress down that road towards greater openness. Open access is a very, very significant way to make progress towards greater openness, and it's one that Wiley is fully invested in. But we know that, every sub that, that each journal, each subject area, is on a slightly different road towards greater openness, and indeed is, on, is at a slightly different position along that road towards greater openness. 
So there are other initiatives like the, the ones that I've just spoken about around open data, open collaboration, open recognition and reward that you and your journals can engage with now. And I really want to encourage you to think about and to explore the ways that your individual journals can make greater progress towards that goal. Some of the initiatives that Catherine talked about, like ORCID or having a data sharing policy, are probably more familiar than some others, like the open recognition tool Credit or even registered reports. They often get lost, I think, in that larger discussion about open access when we talk about open research and open practices. But they're also really important, and we know they're important to your members. Over 70% in our 2019 member survey said that they wanted societies to support those types of open research practices in their community. For more information about how to participate in or adopt the things that Catherine covered, at least if you partner with Wiley, check out the links in our show notes or go to www.wiley.com network and search by keyword. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time. For Wiley, I'm Anna Ayler, and you can find more episodes and learn when new episodes are released by subscribing in iTunes or wherever you like to listen. You can get more news and information on society publishing from Wiley on Twitter by following us at Wiley Societies and on our website, wiley.com slash network slash society leaders. Our theme music was produced by Medine, and this episode was edited by Dennis Velasco. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.